the beauty of the church is that you and I get to sit next to people who don't think the same as us. Hey, Compass Point, welcome back to Encountering God, the daily podcast to help you stay rooted and stay curious as you encounter God through the reading of his word. All right, well, we're back. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. We are in chapter 14 today of of Romans, Romans chapter 14, just the first 12 verses. I want to look at a really big topic that, um, that is really has lots of implications for us. It has to do with unity, especially unity in the church. You know, one of the amazing things about Christianity is that there are all kinds of different people who find themselves as followers of Jesus. And what that means is that there is a lot of diversity, people coming from different backgrounds, different uh, cultures, different parts of the world, uh, different experiences, different traditions. All of these things make for very different people. And those different people make up the church. And the really neat thing is that when we become followers of Jesus, we don't, we don't all become like robots acting exactly the same way with exactly the same habits and all of those different things. There's actually quite a lot of diversity. And see, in the church, one thing that we talk about is unity, not uniformity. And that's an important distinction. Followers of Jesus are united in their relationship with Jesus. They're united because they all worship the same God but they are different in many ways. And that's actually part of the beauty of this. Because unity among people that are so different than each other is way more attractive than unity between people that are all exactly the same. And listen, I know we talk a lot about this big idea of accountability and, you know, making sure that people are doing the right thing. But you know what would go a long way in our church? If we just cut each other some slack every once in a while, showed some grace. Chuck Swindoll in his book um, on the book of Romans says that Christians don't need others to lecture them or to become their self-appointed life coaches. Most believers already have a long list of changes they would like to see in their own behavior. So having someone add a few more doesn't really help. In fact, it, it hurts. So let's get practical here for a minute. How would you feel if you were uh, having a conversation with someone who needed to leave the service because they had to have a smoke break? What would you say if you started to have a conversation with someone and they were telling you a story about drinking with friends the night before? What if the person you were talking to had clothes that you didn't feel were appropriate for church or if they were wearing a hat? Living a life of grace means that we mutually accept one another. And listen, accepting each other doesn't require us to agree with those people. We can respectfully disagree with ideas or opinions without rejecting the person who holds them. Of course, there are times when we need to speak up. I get that. But your responsibility is not to be the church police. And I I say that with all due respect. The beauty of the church is that you and I get to sit next to people who don't think the same as us. We get to sit next to people who we would never be friends with, except that we are completely united 
in our love for Christ. That's amazing. And when we can show unity in that context, that's attractive. And that helps people see what the grace of God is all about. Listen, people don't need to grow into mature followers of Jesus overnight. Sometimes it takes time, right? So instead of expecting everyone to believe the same way you believe or behave the same way you behave, why don't we just love people, extend grace, and welcome them into a place where they can grow to meet Jesus? Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks so much for listening. We look forward to connecting with you again tomorrow as we continue our series through the Book of Romans. Romans.